Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. Trying to buy illegal drugs is bad, and trying to buy illegal drugs while you're at work, even worse. But the problem can come be compounded by, well, what your workplace is. Police in Jacksonville, Florida say that's exactly what Valerie Lee Prince tried to do, arrange to purchase methamphetamine, and to have the drug dealer deliver it to her workplace while she was at work, suggesting, in fact, by a text message, that the drug dealer show up around 11 because that's when she's on lunch break. Unfortunately, the dealer was an undercover cop setting up a sting operation, and Prince is a first-grade teacher at Jacksonville Heights Elementary. <laughs> but it's my free hour. That's right. <laughs> that's not what you want to do is your planning period for. <laughs> uh, no. No, I don't believe that's what they gave you that for. Well, Cliff, I have been searching yeah. this morning on Amazon, and I don't believe I can find it, but What's I need that? it. What? I'm looking for a book to give away to folks. <laughs> a book to yes. give away? Yes. Why would we need to give away a book? Well, I think by the title, you'll know why. Okay. I'm trying to find a uh, copy of, or at least maybe three or four copies of, yeah. How to Turn Off Your High Beam Lights for <laughs> Dummies. Are you suggesting there's been an issue? There's been a lot of issues because this weekend, yeah. unfortunately, I had to do a lot of night driving. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that could use the booklet, How to Turn Off Your High Beam Lights for Dummies. Quit doing that. I can't see the road. <laughs> they don't care if you can see. Yeah, I know they that. They only want to be able to see themselves. I want to be able to see, too, though. <laughs> Cliff, until this morning, yes. I didn't know this was even possible. What's but that? A lady in Italy yeah. has a very rare condition yeah. where eyelashes grow in her mouth. <laughs> she has eyelashes in her mouth. Yes, they continually grow inside her mouth. Oh, that's, oh. Yes. Picture that in your head. No, I don't want to. Go ahead, picture it. Now, no. do you think, Cliff, <laughs> now that you've kind of sort of got that in your mind, yeah. you think this woman can give herself her own tongue lashing? <laughs> really? <laughs> it's That's early. all you can come up with it's, out of that? <laughs> it's early, Cliff. It's early. <laughs> On a Monday. We This dispute in southern Alabama ended, unfortunately, like those kinds of things often do in the Deep South. Well, at least the ones we hear about. But it's what started the argument that, as you might expect, got the attention of the morning roadshow department of Just in time for breakfast! Sheriff deputies in Mobile County haven't identified the two guys who got into it early Sunday, but do say that the dispute that started over something simple soon escalated into gunfire with both going to get their guns and shooting at one another. One man ended up being shot in the face, was taken to the hospital around 7.30 a.m. Apparently, guy number two got mad because he saw guy number one urinating alongside a county roadway, although police aren't sure if the urine fell on pavement or on the grass. Guy number two, upset over the pee display, went to his vehicle, got his gun, and began shooting. That angered guy number one, who zipped up, got out of his, or got out of his car his own gun, and then returned fire. No one has been charged with a crime yet. Authorities say they may have to turn the facts of the case over to uh, the grand jury to decide if Mr. Urinator acted in self-defense. 
One thing he won't be charged with, though, is public indecency because there's no law against peeing in public in Alabama if you're outside of the city limits. In other words, never bring a pea shooter to a gunfight. <laughs> I should have took today off, too. Yeah. Well, I guess I feel like apologies are necessary this morning, Cliff. <laughs> why? What's, for why the, would you uh, say that? For the eyelash story I had earlier oh, this morning. It was like about 30 minutes ago. You said so, a woman somewhere? Italy. In Italy. Has some weird thing that has caused her to grow eyelashes inside her mouth. <laughs> I was just trying yeah. to show, you know, that there's yeah. all kinds of different ailments that people can have that yeah. you might not know by looking at them. I mean, certainly you you couldn't tell. You couldn't tell unless, that. Unless, unless she walked up and went, I hear ha, 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 and was pointing in her mouth to make her, so that you would look in her eyelashes. Only her and her dentist her would know. Yeah. And yet the hatred, Cliff, that has yes, rolled in this morning right. on text message is astounding. <laughs> I know you've had that feeling where like, you get like some random hair in your mouth or something. Yes. She has that, but it never goes away. I know. I understand. <laughs> I'm not saying it's something that you strive no. for. You know, I'm not like yeah. praying tonight for hair to grow in my mouth or anything, <laughs> but I'm just saying it's a medical condition that yeah. would be horrible to have. And then I'm attacked by text messages. Right. <laughs> you should have took the day off, too. I, yes, I should have. <laughs> Today, the Westminster Dog Show kicks off in New York City. It's okay. today and again tomorrow. That's and cool. I often think about a dog show judge as what a weird profession that would be for you to make a living. Was the the judge of dog shows. Yes, because basically what you're doing is... Yeah. You're looking at some other person's Rottweiler yeah. and deciding whose Rottweiler looks more like a Rottweiler than the other guy's <laughs> Rottweiler. Is That's that exactly not what you're right. doing? No, you're exactly right. No matter what breeds out there, yes. you're like the specialist right. of that, and you're like, well, Cliff's looks more like a Rottweiler yeah. than that. And when I look at them, they both look like... Rottweilers. Exactly. And then when they get to like the best of show... So there's one breed, here's a Rottweiler, and here's a Poodle, and here's a Dachshund, let's just say. Yes. So this guy's Rottweiler looks more like a Rottweiler than this guy's Poodle looks like a Poodle. How do you decide that? <laughs> How can you possibly decide that? I have no idea. I don't either. <laughs> you know, Cliff, I don't know if I've ever run into anyone in my life yeah. that didn't like some kind of music. You know, that's exactly right. That some genre yeah. of music they like. I don't yes. think I've ever done that. They like something. They may not like country music. No. They might like blues or something. Or right. They and might... and, and ta music tastes will change over time. That's true. That is true. So, Well, Cliff, I don't know this to be a fact, but I believe mm -hmm. that it's a fact, and that's why yeah. I can't put it on Take It to the Bank. <laughs> but okay. I believe it's true. All right. Martin Scorsese, yeah. the famous director. Yeah. I believe that man has made more money from organized crime than most criminals ever do. <laughs> than most actual members of the mafia. I think he has. I think he has. That's been a good thing for Martin. I'll say that for him. Yeah. We'd everyone has their own taste in music, and as we are quick to find out by the people who play with our headphone controls here in this room, their own volume as well. Such was the case of Ian George Trainer, an Englishman whose neighbor called police... Uh, about him last fall. It seems as though Trainer liked classic rock, and he liked it really loud. So much so that the people living next door called the cops. 
who eventually brought the man to court, where the judge issued a restraining order, one which prohibited him from playing any audio at any volume above a normal talking level of 65 decibels. And when he broke that, the judge sent him to jail for 24 weeks. He was released last week, but police haven't said if they've been called back to the apartment complex about loud music yet. By the way, Ian Trainer, the man who told the judge, I like playing music at a level I enjoy, is 82 years old. <laughs> Once a rock and roller, always a rock and roller. He's about the same age as the rock and rollers <laughs> anymore, right. Cliff. And it's time now for Take It to the Bank. Okay. And moments ago, Cliff, I asked the question. Yep. Name the two best-selling fiction authors of all time. The first two that popped to your mind. And yes. Cliff, yours would be? The, the first one was J.K. Rowling, who wrote all of the Harry Potter series. Excellent choice. And my second would be Stephen King. Who writes things that just give you <laughs> nightmares. <laughs> and, and continues to turn stuff out, shall we say. Yes. Well, those are two great guesses, Cliff. Yeah. Unfortunately, neither yeah. one of those are correct. So, really? Yes. <laughs> wow. Yes, and there's a little dispute about this. Well, I'll, I'll say that. Okay. The literary world is not quite sure. Yeah. They think that it's either William Shakespeare okay. or Agatha Christie. Okay. And they think that both of these individuals have sold somewhere between two and four Four billion books a piece, not combined, a piece each. So, it's a toss-up between those two. That's very interesting. It's a little strange, you know, because I know for a fact that um, Agatha Christie wrote sixty-six detective novels. That's even more than what Stephen King has written, because he wrote, he's written so far sixty-one. All of that, you can take to the bank. I went with Stephen King, too, when I first yeah. thought of that, Cliff. Yeah. First huh. thought. All the health professionals, Cliff, always say it's yeah. never too late to stop smoking. It's a horrible habit. It's horrible for your uh, health. <laughs> but I don't know. When you're 76 yeah. years old yeah. and you're Keith Richards from the Rolling Stones, <laughs> and who has quit smoking He's, now, Cliff? Keith Richards has decided to quit smoking. Yes. In October, he finally <laughs> gave it up. And I'm thinking... How many his, years has he smoked? Oh, since he's probably 10 years old. <laughs> I would think by now, yeah. his lungs would look like charcoal briquettes or something like that. I'm surprised he doesn't have that. When you, you see him take his shirt off, he doesn't have that K for Kingsford logo stamped into his chest. I would say so. a couple so. of spots. At least a couple wow. of spots. And you don't need fluid. No, it's does this need charcoal starter? It's, uh, no. It's just match it up and go. But there good for go. him, Cliff. Yep. Cliff, anything said today? Phrases of the day, start with number three. How to turn off your lo your bright lights for dummies. <laughs> number two, never bring a pea shooter to a gunfight. And when I say pea shooter, I mean actual pea. Number one, morning roadshow phrase for today. I'll be praying tonight for hair to grow in my mouth. <laughs> if there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.